When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Rolling along on this President's Day and presented by Progressive Insurance. And I will tell you um, that I was just watching on Instagram the introduction of Michael Jordan last night as the NBA brought out the NBA 75, the 70 of the living members of uh, of the all-time 75 team in NBA history, save for a few who were not there. It's a terrible shame that Scotty is not there. He just feels like he can't be there. I mean, Scotty, he he and Michael, this thing has gotten now to a point where I, I think they can't be in the same room at the same time, and that's obviously Michael's stage. Um, but it was nice. Th- th- there's, you tell me, Hembo, because you sort have sort of an appreciation of the history of sports as I do, and that's how I came to this. You know, I, I wasn't a player. I wasn't an athlete of any significance ever in my life. So, like, I always came to this because I loved reading books about sports and <clears throat> understanding the history of sports. So when they, like, when they put together that thing last night, that's the best thing I saw this whole weekend. Mm. Like, well, just, those, just those guys walking out onto the stage and being acknowledged, you know, and obviously some of the Kareems of the world, like, you know, the, not all 75 players are created equal, but it's, it's wonderful to see all of them. But, like, those moments when Michael Jordan goes walking out there, I mean, to, to me – that's the best thing that we have. They could have skipped the game and just done that last night. It would have been fine with me. How about you? Yeah, me too. I don't think there's a sport that celebrates its greatest uh, better than the NBA does. And every single person on that stage, or at least most of them, are very recognizable to even people that don't love the game of basketball like you do. Like my wife's a very casual sports fan. I bet you she could have named half of those people. Uh, it's probably not the case for football players, and it's probably not the case for baseball players. To see them all there assembled, and that, like, that one photo of just all the goats in one shot is, I mean, as cool a thing as you can possibly imagine, and it serves so many generations of basketball fans. That's right, and, and, and part of it is that the sport is just not as old as something like baseball. So you're never going to have a moment at where you're going to have Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Willie Mays, and, and Cal Ripken all in one picture. It's just, just not on the list of options. Um, so we had that in basketball. So that was great. We do have to get to the slam dunk contest. Uh, and let's get the, the thoughts of the entire assembled members of the hashtag <laughs> crew here. What's on your mind? Brought to you by My Computer Career. Training for a better life. I mean, if you wanted to do a bit today, the bit could literally be, how could you have better spent? Name things you would rather have done than watched the slam dunk contest on Saturday night. I watched it. We were at this uh, beautiful country inn up in Vermont, Stace and I and another couple that we go with. So we finished dinner, we finished drinks, and we're excited to go back and watch. We got home in time to see the end of the three-point contest, which I really enjoyed. I, I, Carl Anthony Towns winning, that was nice. And I mean, I'm kind of excited to watch the slam dunks. It's, you know, why not? It's, it could be fun. And it was so unimaginably awful, I don't even know where to begin. Like, this was the worst thing in sports that I've seen in a long time. It couldn't have been worse. Like, if you had said, let's put together the worst possible competition that we can here, it would have been that. First of all, I didn't time it because I, I, you know, as a 
But was it about six hours? Like how long did <laughs> how long did it actually go on for? You got you got Cole Anthony changing his shoes on the clock. Like he decides to put on Timberlands, which wasn't even that interesting in and of itself. But it certainly would have been he would have been better served to do it before <laughs> they said, Okay, it's your turn to dunk now. We gotta sit there and watch him lace up a pair of shoes. And then and then one after another, they're just missing everything. Now here's where it's really gone wrong. I have some sympathy for these guys because clearly what they've encouraged them to do is to try to do the most impossible stuff they can. And that's why you give them multiple tries. If you said you have to, you get one chance to dunk each one of your dunks and that's it, then they wouldn't be trying such hard stuff. So I understand why the thought behind giving them multiple tries is a good thought, but it's got to be over. It's got to be over. No dunk is spectacular the third time you see them try it. It's just not. So even like when Reggie and, and, and uh, Kenny Smith were trying to get excited, like, oh, if he does this one, it's going to be amazing, after you see on his first attempt what it's going to look like, <laughs> my reaction is, no, it's not, because anything you do the second or third time is not as exciting as the first time. So you've got just the perfect storm. You have a collection of not-so-famous people that people are not that excited to see no matter what. So the dunks have to be otherworldly spectacular to really get you excited and they aren't and then they're missing more than they're making their shooting percentage in the slam dunk contest was like 10 percent. i should have tracked that they shot 10 percent from the floor in the slam dunk contest so you know the dunks can overcome it like zach levine zach levine has emerged now as a true nba star and aaron gordon they're good players but they're not michael jordan and dominique and vince carter and stuff they put on a show for the ages so if you have good enough dunks it can overcome the quote-unquote star power of the dunkers so it's not that like what what did you watch it i did not I mean, okay. I saw, I saw you have no idea how lucky you are. That you didn't. <laughs> what were you doing? I think I was watching a movie with my wife. Uh, it's much better. Yeah. What movie? Like, uh, I can't even fathom how bad a movie you could have ma- watched. She made, yeah, she made me watch the new um, J-Lo, the Marry Me, I think oh, it was called. God, that sounds awful. Yeah. I know, with, um, with the, uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson and J-Lo. Yeah, so, way better than watching the dunk contest. I'm telling you, way better. <laughs> What's the worst movie you ever saw? Have you ever been to a movie and walked out of it? Yes, I, w- I was. What movie f- did you walk out of? It was of? called Hellboy. Hellboy, <laughs> a thousand times better than the dunk out. contest. Mm-hmm. I would rather I would rather watch Hellboy on a loop, <laughs> nonstop. Nuno, did you watch the slam dunk contest? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. And and, and <laughs> what what is your assessment of it here? I think the NBA has to realize that it's not the the event that everyone thought it was, so it shouldn't be last. Uh, on that night, right? I think this the three-point uh, shoot in the contest has surpassed it because that's more intrigue. I think, you know, th- the way the NBA is played now is is that's almost the three-point shots are more exciting than dunks in games now based upon the fact of Steph Curry shooting 30, 35-foot shots or, you know, Trey Young and Damian Lillard, like all these guys. So I think the NF- the NBA needs to adjust when they do the like what events they and what order they do the events they shot a much higher percentage in the three-point contest i mean as i'm not kidding Hamboy. so you didn't see so you only saw highlights highlights. you didn't see all the misses no i am telling you they shot a higher percentage in the three-point contest than they did in the slam dunk contest because what they decided is any attempt which does not involve you actually slamming the ball Mm -hmm. is not an attempt 
So if you just kind of, let's just say for the sake of argument, you were throwing the ball up in the air, then jumping up to catch it and dunk it. If you threw it up in the air, decided you didn't like your toss, just caught it and walked away, that didn't count Mm -hmm. as a try. So if you included all of those, I would say there were probably at least four misses for every make in the dunk contest, which would be a shooting percentage of 20% in the slam dunk contest. I would have watched it. If I, if I, as a professional sports researcher, did not have to Google the people that were in it after I l- learned who were in it. That, that, to me, was the biggest problem. Like, you have, to, if it, <laughs> you have to be able to attract people that aren't otherwise interested by just selling you on famous people. So there How? has to be some How are you getting financial the incentive. To do this? What? What? Jay Will said the same thing today. You, you telling me that you offer a million dollars to LeBron James, he's going to do this? Hell no. He might if you offer a million dollars to LeBron James and match a million dollars to the charity of his choice. Hell no. You don't think so? LeBron James has a billion dollars. He has much more to lose in losing the slam dunk contest than a million dollars is worth to him if you give it to him. If LeBron James dropped a million dollars in the street and was in a hurry... <laughs> He wouldn't bother bending over to pick it up. I mean, I'm, I don't even mean that to be kidding. A, a, a billion dollars is a thousand millions. So you got to contemplate a, a, a person who was a millionaire. The value of a dollar to that person is the value of a thousand dollars to LeBron James. <laughs> so if, if you're a person with a with an, I, I always do the math in my head this way. And of course, it doesn't even work. It actually is even more skewed than mm-hmm. this. But the average American salary is slightly under $50,000 a year. That, that, that is the average American uh, salary. I, I looked this up somewhere because I saw someone was asking a question about it. I forget what it was. So I looked it up. So $50,000. So if you just imagine, if you're a person who makes a million dollars and then rel- put that relative to $50,000, just how much a dollar is worth to you. Like what a dollar is worth to you mm-hmm. if you make $50,000, multiply that by 20 yeah. to get to a billion. Mm-hmm. Now think about a billion. So the average person, the value of $1 to an average person is equivalent to the average, is equivalent to $20,000 to a billionaire, right? To to LeBron James. So if financial incentives won't work, then you'll have to figure out something else, whether it be the format, whether it be anything else. Like baseball saved the home run derby by making, by putting it out like an urgent, like pitch clock. Maybe you decide to like line up NBA players against like these famous YouTube dunkers or something, but like. Not this. Like what, what we know is that this does not work. So I'm willing to just try stuff even if it fails. But that should be the last time that you guys have to sit through that again. Yeah, I heard people saying, uh, as Nuno just did, that they shouldn't make it last. But I don't even think that would have been better. Like anywhere you put that, it was going to stand out. It just went so badly. And I get it. It's not always that bad. This one was by far the worst one there's ever been. So it isn't always this bad. They've had some good... How long ago was Aaron Gordon against Zach Levine? 2016. No, they, they did it again more recently than that, didn't they? That was the their one legendary. That Dwayne Wade, no, but the one that Dwayne Wade didn't vote for one of them and they got all mad. What, what am I thinking that was, of? That was the year. That was, that was uh, that's actually was 2020 with the Derrick Jones. Yeah. That, oh, it was Derrick Jones. Yeah, it wasn't those two guys head to head, but it was a great dunk contest. That was good. Correct. Right? So StatMuse, real quick, because you were asking about this. So StatMuse put out this tweet. The dunkers went 7 for 25, so 28% in the first round, and Jalen Green went 1 for 9, so at 11% on his first dunk. <laughs> he went 1 for 9 on dunking. 
One for nine. Marry he me. shot 11% from the floor. Marry Me really wasn't that bad. There's no movie I wouldn't sit through. There's no movie. The Titanic? Titanic is Would close. you rather watch the Titanic or that dunk contest? I don't know. Titanic, I mean, I, you know, when you, I'm not sure. Let's put it this way. If the dunkers had to jump over an iceberg, then I think you could have combined Titanic. With Celine singing. No, then over I'd the last- watch the dunkers. No, I'd watch Jalen. I'd, I'd watch Jalen. No, I hate this song. I, I hate that the song is schmaltzy and the movie is horrendous and goes on forever. But that, that would be the trivia question. <laughs> what did this year's slam dunk contest and the Titanic movie have in common. They both went on forever. <laughs> both nearly killed Mike Greenberg. All right, as we continue, uh, Nuno's notes will include the most insightful take of his career. It's actually excellent. You're going to hear it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This is Greeny. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. We come to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase, hashtag Hembo, hashtag Nuno with us here. We will set aside some time for your calls on this President's Day. Uh, We'll do that in about 10 minutes. I'll tell you when to call. We'll do what's on your mind on this holiday. But first, Hembo seems to be very excited about this particular trivia question that you have. So go. Greeny, which United States president fathered the most children? Which president had the most kids? Why Why did you feel the need to say fathered? Like... There's just something about that 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 felt awkward to me. Um, I understand what you meant by it. We've never had a female president, so no one has ever mothered the most. So, but but just to say had the most children, I could have just why said fathered? Had. I don't you know. say that as though did some of them have children? I mean, children that were not their own. It was like, not, like did they? No, it was not meant to be like sneaky or anything. No, okay. I, I just decided had was not a good enough verb, so I created one. Um, so you're just basically saying which president had the most kids? Which president had the most kids? So I have no idea, and, and, and I think there was a time when having a lot of kids was more of a thing than it is now, <laughs> so I'm guessing it's going to be a long time ago. Um, I think in my lifetime, Reagan had, I, I want to say he had, multi, he was married more than once and had kids with each of them, uh, right, with each of his wives, so there, I want to say he had four or five kids but uh, in total, but I think that that. Going way back in the day, there were other presidents who may have fathered more of them. That's <laughs> um, just a very strange choice of word. Um, so I'll just make, I have no, I don't even know how to guess this. Like, how would I guess which, 
Just get the random old president. That would be your best way to get. Well, so let's. Uh, so John Adams had one son who became the president. So I, I will just go with John Adams. That is incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is John Tyler. John Tyler was the tenth president of the United States, but I didn't ask that question because I expected you'd know it or because it matters. I asked that question because John, uh, John Tyler is actually the subject of my single favorite factoid of all time. Can I give it to you? John Tyler. The 10th president of the United States. Was the 10th president. How many kids did he have? He had 15 kids. He did? He had eight with one and seven with another. Wow. Yeah. That's your factoid? No. There's a better fact about John, uh, President John Tyler? I can assure you, if you are within the sound of my voice, this will be the most astonishing thing you hear all week. Okay. okay. I like to sell on this. Let's okay. hear it. John Tyler was born in the year 1790. Okay. He still has one living grandson. Really? Really. John Tyler, born in the year 1790, has a living grandson. Okay, so stand by. So he had 15 <laughs> kids. So let's say he could have had a kid as late in his life as when he was like in his 60s. He was 63. He was 63. And he was born, what did you say, in 1790? 1790. So that's 1853 Mm -hmm. is when a kid that he had is born. And then that kid. Named Lion. His name is Lion? Yes, his his son was named Lion. L-Y-O-N. His son was named Lion Tyler? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Lion (laughs) Tyler, born in 1853. Well, how old was he when he had this child? Into his 70s. Into his 70s. So this kid is born in the 1920s. Harrison Tyler. Harrison Tyler, who was still living. Harrison Tyler, born in 1928, is 93 years old as of this day. Wow. That is, where does he live? Do you know? I don't know. Let's get a hold of him. No, no. Book <laughs> Harrison Tyler. I'd like to talk to Harrison Tyler about being the grandson of the 10th president. Can you believe that? No, he couldn't have been the 10th president. He's the 10th president. Oh, he was born in 1790. Born in, yeah, Sorry, right. he wasn't elected mm-hmm. in 1790. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Let's book him. Book Harrison <laughs> Tyler. And in the meantime, we'll work on Nuno's notes for tomorrow because today's were excellent. Now, what's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's notes. Uh, sure. Let's so do it. here we go. So Nuno, he put together the notes on the weekend for me. And I, as I think I told you, know, I, had, I had off last Thursday and Friday. I just needed a little uh, time to recharge the batteries, which we very much got. And, and I paid attention to what's going on in sports because it's my job and I'm interested. But I wasn't at nearly as plugged in as I would normally be. So last night when we got home, I sat down and I gave an, a, an extra close perusal to Nuno's notes in the Google Doc because I thought that they would be, I I might need to know some stuff that I had missed. And his very first note, I think was actually very insightful and interesting. Now, Nuno's a hater. I mean, he's a classic hater. So you have to take that to some degree with a grain of salt. But he writes, LeBron James, with his team struggling and out of championship contention, LeBron made sure he made this whole weekend about himself. (laughs) And and that is both a Nuno-ism and actually, I think a reasonable way of describing it, LeBron James said so many noteworthy things upon this return to Cleveland. It was always going to be a big deal because LeBron in Cleveland is always kind of a big deal. But between praising everyone's GM and thus tacitly taking a shot at his own and keeping the door open to possibly playing in Cleveland again and telling the world, my last year is going to be with Bronny wherever he goes – 
and all. Am I forgetting anything? What else did he say, Nuno? Was it? I mean, he said a lot of noteworthy things. Yeah, and everything was about him, and not the fact that his team that he put together is a utter disaster. And and that's what he does. He's very calculated, right? All these guys on that level, which is you know him or Brady or things of that nature, they everything they choose their words wisely. And everything he's done and did this weekend was to, hey guys, look at me. Yes, my team stinks, but I am one of the greatest players ever. Well, here's the other thing to note. The Cavaliers, and this is getting almost no attention outside of Cleveland, the Cavaliers are better than the Lakers. They're a better team. The Cavs are good, and they've had injury problems. Ricky Rubio was playing great for them, and he got hurt. They've had a variety of injuries and are still way over 500. They are, I have their record in front of me here. The Cavs are 35 and 23. The Lakers are four games under 500. The Cavs are 12 games over. In LeBron's eight seasons outside of Cleveland, so the eight years in which he has been an NBA player and not been a Cavalier, the Cavs have never had a better record than LeBron's team. Mm. That's going to happen now. The Cavs are also going to make the playoffs for the first time without LeBron since the 98, 97-98 season. That was the last time Michael Jordan won a championship. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight was the was there was 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 the last of the Bulls titles with Michael. That's the last time the Cavs made the playoffs without LeBron. But they have finally gotten it right. They have two All Stars, which is one more than the Lakers have. They're ridiculously good. But I will say this, because for all of the legitimate criticism or or whatever you want to call it that Nuno just put out there. LeBron on Cleveland right now, would they win the East? If you put LeBron on Cleveland with this team, Nuno, would they be better than Philly? Would they be better than Brooklyn? Would they be better than Milwaukee? That's rough. Um, I think they would be right there. I don't think they'll be better than anyone, but I think you know they would be right there. I give Cleveland a real shot. If they find a way to get him as jam-packed and good as the East is, and it's going to go through... Uh, it's going to go through the freak for the foreseeable future. And if KD does stay in Brooklyn and motivated and all, who knows what's going to happen with those guys. Uh, he and Ben Simmons, th- th- that's where the championship goes through in the foreseeable future, right? And I guess Philly too. So you're saying that if LeBron goes to Cleveland and they don't have to give up Garland, Allen, or Mobley to do it, right. I think you're right. That team is the favorite because LeBron James is still a top five player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like his, the Lakers' lack of success this season has almost nothing to do uh, with him from where I sit. He's but, actually having one of his best seasons ever. He's been amazing. But I'm actually kind of unsympathetic to him. And I know he's, you know was crying over All-Star Weekend. The biggest, for my money at least, one of, the, one of the biggest reasons why the Lakers stink is because the Lakers put in all their chips on Russell Westbrook. And the reason that Russell Westbrook is on the Lakers, at least in part, is because LeBron James signed off on that decision. So anyone with a computer could have told you Russell Westbrook was not going to make the Lakers better. This has happened, so it's hard for me to sort of like, you know, let him cry over, you know, over spilled milk here when I'm sure he had a lot to do with that decision based upon the fact that he's LeBron James. Well, there's no way in the world they'd do it if he's opposed to it. And then the Anthony Davis thing. 
What is the value of one championship? They won a championship in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But he continues to be. I mean, what does Charles Barkley call him? Street clothes? Mm-hmm. And, and and he's hurt again, and that's it's just never going to get better. So if LeBron is going to win any more championships in his career, it's going to be somewhere else. Well, let's throw open the phones here on this President's Day. We've done a lot of talking now. It's time for you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. We'll hear what's on your mind as we continue next. This is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Greenie, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, little Michael Jackson on this Monday. We're coming to your calls here. We'll just play the game What's on Your Mind. It's a President's Day. A little slower time on the sports calendar. Let's hear what's on the mind of the fans. We'll do that in 30 seconds after this word. From Straight Talk Wireless, cutting the price of your wireless bill feels really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. Cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering the $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G and America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk, Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, coming to the phones, and uh, Bubba is not here today on this President's Day holiday. And so who do we have in for Bubba today? Hello, it's Cam Greeny. Very nice to meet you. Cam Greeny? Cam, comma, Greeny. Okay. It's nice to meet you. That's well played. I like the way you threw in the punctuation there. That was nicely handled. It was kind of a... I was trying to be funny, and, and, and I realized it was kind of not the nicest way for me to do that, and you played it very well. Cam, good to see you. I like the beard, by the way. This is our first time seeing each other. You look, you don't look the way I expected you I to like look. I like the jacket. Yeah. Thank you. Have, you. Have so sort many of a, compliments coming my way. A whole thing going on over there. Appreciate it. I'm All right. Like the, the, anytime you hear someone's voice, you always wonder what they look like. Right. That's not what I thought he looked like. Me neither. No, someone posted a picture of Cam. He doesn't look like himself. <laughs> what did you think I looked like? I don't know. Different somehow. Much I, different. Yeah. I, I can't explain. I, 
I guess just because of the job you're doing today, I expected you to look kind of more like Bubba. Yeah, that's nowhere near. <laughs> I don't mean, look if, anything if I like get, Bubba. If I let this beer and hair, uh, beard and hair grow for maybe like a year or two more, then I'm like Bubba. <laughs> you still got to put on like some Bubba. pounds too. <laughs> yes, you'd have to eat a few different things, and you're probably accustomed <laughs> to eating. All right, what are we, who's our first caller today? We're going with Ronald first, Greeny. All right, Ronald, happy President's Day. What is on your mind? Okay, check it out, Greeny. Now, I think LeBron did steal the All-Star weekend, but I think he's sending the direct message to the Cleveland Cavaliers. These guys are good right now, but in the next couple of years, Mobley and Garland will be stars. I'm really curious to see if the Cavs are going to tank for Bronny when the time comes to bring in LeBron with this squad. That's a really interesting question. How many years out is Bronny? I think he has two more years of high school, and then at this moment he would have one more year, right? So it's three years Mm -hmm. away. I think LeBron could go to Cleveland sooner and win a championship, and then if he does want to play his last year wherever Bronny is, then just go wherever that is. Because, yeah, if if LeBron, well, he'll be 40 at that time? He'll be 39. I'm I'm reading – that he'll be eligible in 2024 when his dad's 39, but I think that it might be, I think that it might be 40. Let me make sure. Yeah, because two years and not three. Well, how many years of high school does he have left? I apologize. I, I should have looked into this. I didn't. But assuming we still have the one year buffer or whatever they want to use the word for it between high school and the pros, he, that he, adds a year. He's a junior in high school. So he has this Class year. He's finishing this year. Okay, so 23 and then four. So yeah, he'll be in the 24 draft. Does that sound right? He'll be in the draft of 2024. If the, not, if, not if the rule's the same, though, right? Because cause he would need to you know, He'd be graduate from high school in 23, 23. then one year of college yeah. is 24. Right. He'd have one year. So he'd be eligible to play starting in the fall of 24. Mm-hmm. So LeBron could win a championship in Cleveland <laughs> and then go wherever Bronny is. The question is, at 39, I have no idea how good Bronny James is. None. But let's just assume he's nowhere near being worthy of being the first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. If it meant a 39-year-old LeBron James signing with your team, would you take him? Oh, for sure. For sure. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. But LeBron James is not the kind of prospect at all. Like he's, like he's like, you know, somewhere between like the 15th and 30th best prospect in his class. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that there's already some sort of built-in bias because of who he is. Because of that, so he's sort of the classic example of someone that could potentially be overdrafted, but you would understand why. Right. But in this case, if you're getting his dad along with him, <laughs> I'm not sure that would really be overdrafted. No. It, would, it would be a worthwhile uh, move to make. All right, I like the call there. Who's next? Up next, Chris in Jacksonville. All right, Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind? Greeny, man. Hey, bud. I, I, you know, you've always got a lot of good ideas about how to rule or retool uh, baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, short, shortening things up. What do you say about the All-Star Weekend? We take some of those legends that you love, and we put them in a dunk competition with some of these no-name guys that nobody cares about. So you mean basketball now, to be clear. You know, I, I, th- I thought you said baseball, and I didn't know if you meant that or not. But one way or another, you're saying take Dominique, Michael, uh, Drexler, Vince Carter, whoever you want, and have them dunk off against the current guys? Is that what you're saying? Have, have them go head-to-head, man. I think then you're actually playing for something. Let, let me, okay, that's fair. Here, here's what I would say to you, and thank you very much for the call. I, would, I think that a dunk contest of legends would actually be more entertaining. Like, I'd watch that. Michael would still like to do it. Now, they may be done, so you know what you do? You change it. You make it a game of horse. 
I would watch NBA legends play horse. Mm. Like the three-point shooting, you never kind of lose. Like I believe that if you gave Legler a couple of months to get himself ready, he could compete in that. I mean, the three-point shot, you either make it or you miss it. There's not a lot of, you know what I mean? Like you can either do it or you can't. Your legs might give out at some point. But guys who are relatively recently retired, like just pick the best shooters, whether it's, it's Steve Kerr, um, you know, Reggie, Ray Allen, Legler would be in there. Legler won the three-point mm-hmm. contest one year. I, I would watch that, put the legends in there with the regular guys. And then the question is, what are we doing with the slam dunks? Would you put would – because you, you can't – you can't have, like, Clyde Drexler dunking out there, right? I mean, he's got to be close to 60 years you old. You cannot. One uh, idea I saw on Twitter over the weekend is because these guys can't come up with any new stuff, you, you essentially ask them to replicate a dunk of old. So, for example, like, Obi Toppin has to do the Jordan leaner. Right. And uh, Cole Anthony has to do the, 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 the Dr. J cradle, for example. Right. That's a good way to sort of, you know, pay homage to, you know, the dunkers of yesteryear without seeing a 60-year-old strap it up. It's a pretty good idea. I think we need to see something like that. And now I'm old enough to remember, look this up, what year did they have the horse competition? They did horse. I'm old enough to remember that at halftime, you would see like Pete Maravich and Bob McAdoo. I'm just, (laughs) I have no idea why I just pulled those two names out of my head, except that I remember them being part of it, playing horse. And that would be like at halftime of a regular game. I don't mean the All-Star game. I'm talking about like a regular Saturday afternoon. You're watching the NBA, and at halftime, you would see Pete Maravich playing Bob McAdoo and Horse. I swear I'm not making this up. You're you not, see it anywhere? I'm seeing this in 1978. Does okay. that sound about right? Sure. 1978. I was, Paul uh, Westphal, I was 10 years old. Pete Maravich, Maurice Lucas. Yeah, Maurice Lucas. Uh, Luke Walton is named for him. Really? Morris Lucas was Bill Walton's teammate and best friend. They called him Luke, and that's how Luke Walton became Luke Walton. His name for Morris that. Lucas. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, who else was in that? Maurice Lucas was in in a, in a, in a horse competition. He was like a big. Um, he was a big. He was a four. He was not a stretch four. He was a he was a a, a physical four. So it surprises me that he would have yeah. been in the in the in the horse competition. But yeah, that was a thing. I would bring that back. Horse is fun. I would bring back horse. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Who's next? Um, who's next? You forgot my name, didn't you? I did. Well, what did you say it was again? It's Cam, and up Cam. next is Cam. Cam Greeny. <laughs> they just put on the screen. Cam Greeny. Add Board the comma, the for day. God's sake. That's pretty good. Yeah, there should be a comma, Lorenzo, between the Cam and the Greeny. <laughs> but that is pretty funny. Uh, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Cam. Who's next? <laughs> I already told you it's Ken after I told you my name. I understand it's Ken. very confusing. I'm sorry. A lot of cuss sounds going know, on. I've been off for a few days. I'm a little tired today. I kind of lost track of stuff. What? By, by the way, not to interrupt us too much, but Brent, Brent, Brandon's replacement is named Ian. Yeah. You kept calling him Bian. No, that's, not, that's on purpose. He, because oh. we have another Ian. But he doesn't know that. Yes, he does. No, he does not yes, know Ian that. Bean. I was told off the record no. that Ian was like, does Greeny actually think there's a B in my name? No, it's because we have Ian. He's Ian A, and then this became Ian B. And but Ian B doesn't sound as good as Bian, so that's why I call him well, Bian. Well, he, he knows that. No, he doesn't. Oh, he knows it. Get Bian on the phone. <laughs> All right, Ken, who's on the phone here? It's Cam. Cam, Cam is. <laughs> it's Cam, and Ken is on the phone. Greeny. <laughs> Ken, Ken, you're on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind? Hey, Greeny. What I was wanting to know is if Jawan Howard had spent, had said at your dining room table, yours and Stacy's dining room table, recruiting Stevie all this past summer, and y'all had decided 
Ariel plus Stevie decided, you know, Michigan would be the best place to go, the best coach, everything. Would last night change y'all's mind? That's actually a very good question. If 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 would Juwan Howard's actions yesterday influence my willingness to send my son to play for him? Right? Is that is that the question? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a really good question. It's, it's I tell me why it's unfair. It's unfair, and my answer to this is not a good answer because I know Juwan through Jalen and all that kind of stuff, and 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 just he's a Chicago guy. And so I know and like Juwan a lot. And I, I, I think because I am predisposed to liking him, I'm also predisposed to giving him the benefit of the doubt. So if it has sounded today like I was kind of excusing his actions a little more than others, it's probably true. It's probably because I know him and I like him. And we all have a tendency, perhaps sometimes, to give the benefit of the doubt to people that we are choosing to give the benefit of the doubt to. So my immediate, my immediate reaction to your question would be, I would still send Stevie to play for him. Now, the better question is, if this was a different coach, one I had never met, one about whom I had no preconceived notion, would it influence my thinking? I think the answer has got to be yes. Like You have to at least take it into, some, into account in some way, if only from a purely practical standpoint which is this is so public and he's going to get suspended and all that, that he probably then becomes a candidate to get fired if something else happens, right? Like, like this is not something you get like three, four, five strikes at, right? Like if there's another incident like this, he might get fired and you have to take that into account, I think, when you're allowing or assisting your child in making a big decision like that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Jay Will mentioned on the TV show that this kind of thing has happened before. Yeah, uh, it happened with Mark Turgeon. Like, if if this is a pattern of behavior, it would absolutely influence my decision. But if it were an isolated incident of sorts, like, no person should be defined by one bad decision that they make, and this happened to be playing out publicly. So, to me, like, I'm not going to overreact to this one thing when there's clearly, there's clearly two sides of the coin. I think that's right. It's an interesting question, though. I'm really glad that we did it. Thank you for the calls. Thank you, Cam. Outstanding job of putting the calls together mm-hmm. today for us. Did you know the job search can be a long, frustrating journey? That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Actually, Nuno, should we ask Cam? And more to the point, should we ask Bubba? If he is familiar with the name Wally Pip, do we feel that Cam did such a good job on the calls today that Bubba should be looking over his shoulder upon his return? Nuno. Um, I, see, here's the problem with Bubba. He just believes no one can replace him. Right. So even if we were going to replace him, by the way, he's one of the guys that creates the schedule for all the uh, <laughs> uh, peop- uh, for the people around here. Right. Um, I don't think – I think Bubba would just show up. Like if we were like, hey, Cam is now the board out for Greeny, Bubba would still show up every day. Yeah, it, it, because he loves Seinfeld, and so he would pull a Costanza, which is – he like the, there's the famous episode where George Costanza quits his job and then rethinks that decision because it was somewhat spontaneous – and so he just shows up for work the next day as though nothing happened. <laughs> and it's, it's actually a very, very funny episode. Um, and I actually just saw an interview recently with Larry David in which he said that he did that. Larry David quit Saturday Night Live. He was a writer on hmm. SNL. They, cut, they kept cutting his sketches. And finally they cut one and he just decided, that's it. I'm done. And he quit. And then he was like, what did I just do? I just quit Saturday Night Live. So he just showed up Monday as though nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> 
Pretty funny. That is funny. Yeah. So, all right, let, let's finish it up with one more. You have one more presidential trivia question? It is president. What is the appropriate sentiment on President's Day? Like when you walk into someone in the street, almost any other holiday you will acknowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'll acknowledge, oh, happy Labor Day or happy, whatever the appropriate sentiment is for that. Do you say anything? If you see someone you haven't seen in a while, you just walk down the street and you see him. Hey, Frank, how are you? Happy President's Day. Do you even acknowledge that it's a holiday? Only if I'm trying to be funny. Like when I walked in this morning, I made a big deal of it. Okay. Just, just to be funny. I mean, that's it's probably not funny, and it probably shows my terrible sense of humor. Uh-huh. But to me, it's not a significant enough holiday. I mean, the, this is one of those holidays you are just happy or in place because you don't have to work except for we had to work. Correct. All right. Give me one more trivia question before we go. Green, who is the president of the United States? The day the first game in NBA history was played. Okay, so I, I can cheat because we all know this is the 75th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So the day of the first NBA game or playoff game? Uh, game. First, first game in NBA, NBA history. Game. So what is 75 years ago? That's 1940-something? You have a very little amount of time, yeah. and you're not that good at math. That's right. I'm not that good at math. I'm going to say Harry Truman. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Yes. I Darn was it. in the late 40s, and he took over for Roosevelt, November right? 1st, 1946, the New York Knicks beat the Toronto Huskies. That's right. And right now, the Huskies are favored by six and a half points at the Garden this weekend. <laughs> have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy President's Day. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.